welcome back to the Hard Feelings Podcast. This, of course, is a mental health podcast where we talk about things like anxiety and depression, aka hard feelings. I'm so happy to have you here. We had a great episode last week. I love how we on podcasts, we, we podcasters always use the term we. I have a feeling other podcasters maybe tend are tend to be referring to their co-hosts or their producers. I am the only one here. So I am using we in the royal sense of we, but we had a great episode last week. I talked all about how I am working on healing my inner child. It's a lifelong journey. You know, it was a good one. It felt really good to talk about with you and it's something I'm really working on. I recommend you go check out that episode after this one, of course. And if you are seeing me, if you're watching the visual podcast, hi, hello, thanks so much for being here and you're interested in any of the makeup I'm wearing, check out the description box. I always link all of the products down below. And if you're not seeing me and now you're interest is peaked and you're like, oh, interesting makeup. Let me check that out. Go check me out on Instagram. Go check me out on YouTube. I'll put all those links down below for ya. Enough logistical things. Let's talk about this week's topic, which I'm very excited about. Today we're going to talk about perfectionism. And perfectionism is one of those things that I feel like overlaps in about a thousand different mental health categories. I feel like perfection and people-pleasing basically are handshake emoji. Like they, they go together like bread and butter. I wanna talk about the societal conditioning of perfectionism. I wanna talk about how social media has played into our perfectionist tendencies, familial pressure, feeling this incessant need to be perfect so that we can make our family proud. I'm gonna talk about all sorts of stuff. And as always, I will also be sharing a mental health related song of the week and a coping mechanism of the week after I talk about the main topic today. So if that sounds interesting to you, you better keep listening because we're getting into it right now. What is perfectionism, you may ask? Honestly, you probably already know if you clicked on this episode, but I'll give us a quick, a quick rundown that I have absolutely no notes on. So basically the way I would define perfectionism is never being satisfied, right? I think that's really what it comes down to. Working on a project, editing it endlessly, doesn't even need to be a project. I don't know why the word project came out of my mouth, but just working on any task whatsoever and just never feeling satisfied with the job you've done. That is perfectionism in a nutshell. Maybe every great once in a while you feel satisfied with it, but only after you've redone it about 10 times. And even at that point, there's just certain parts of your brain that you need to shut off (laughs) that are telling you it's still not perfect because you're just so exhausted. You just want to be done at this point. That's perfectionism in my own words. I would love to hear how you would describe perfectionism in your own words, but that is how I define it. And it's something I have struggled with for a long time. I used to just blame it on me being a Virgo and (laughs) I still think that's got a little something to do with it, but no, I think perfectionism is definitely a product of anxiety for sure, right? Because what does anxiety do? Anxiety tells us that we're not doing things correctly. So what can help us correct the things we're not doing right? It's perfectionism. It's just being a perfectionist about everything. Anxiety and perfectionism are shaking hands and people pleasing is bringing a third hand in there and all three hands are 
somehow intertwined together because it's all the same thing. Perfectionism is definitely something that has existed probably since the dawn of time. I'm sure there were cavemen that were spending way too much time trying to put their shelters together when they could have just been done with it because they wanted to have the best shelter whatsoever. This is historical fact. <laughs> it's not. But I definitely feel like society in the last 100 years has really just worked very hard to condition us to all be perfectionists because especially with the rise of social media and media in general, we're exposed to a lot more comparison, right? So back in our parents and grandparents day before there was social media, there was still TV. There were still newspapers, there were still media to consume, there were still people to compare yourself to, and when there's people to compare yourself to who you're perceiving is doing better than you, that's gonna tickle your perfectionist bone like nobody's business, and it's gonna make you wanna just work yourself into the ground until you can achieve just an, just a fraction of the success that they have had to satisfy that perfectionist bone in your brain. Yeah, the bones in your brain now, try to keep up. But now, especially with the days of social media and being able to have access to so many people's lives, I use the term access loosely because obviously most people on social media are not sharing their entire lives, they're sharing a highlight reel. You and I know this, you and I both have trouble reminding ourselves of this when we're actually on social media, but people are exclusively showing you a highlight reel, but with social media nowadays, we see so many different people's lives that it is so easy to fall into this comparison trap. And it might feel like perfectionism and like comparisonism are two separate things, but honestly, this is another situation where they're just very interwoven into each other because we want to be the best possible version of ourselves that we can be. We want to complete a task to its absolute best possible outcome. Why? Why do we want to do that? Oh, so we can compete with other people. So we can compare ourselves to other people who we find to be successful. And this is kind of where the familial pressure comes into because I know not everybody cares about celebrities or cares about influencers or social media personalities that you follow. I'm sure there's some of you listening who are like, I don't give a dang what Addison Rae is doing. I'm not comparing myself to her. I'm sorry, Addison, that was just the first TikTok name I could think of. Congratulations on all of your success. But I think familial pressure is something that we can all relate to. And you know, it's nothing any of our family members do wrong. I always feel the need to justify this because my family might be listening, so I'm really talking directly to them, but I'm also talking to your family members. It is not their fault that we feel this pressure to be good, this pressure to be successful, that we put all of these perfectionist qualities onto ourselves. I would love to talk to a psychologist because I feel like it's gotta be almost Freudian, right? Like, is this an Oedipus complex? No, I don't think it's an Oedipus complex, but I feel like there's gotta be something psychological that explains why we want to please our parents or to please our family members so much and to be perfect so that they can see and be proud of us, right? There's gotta be something there because I know I definitely feel this need where I need to check in with myself constantly. I'll find myself in the middle of a perfectionist task and be like, why are you obsessing over this? Why are you doing this task 500 times? Is it because you really care and you want it to be this certain way and you just haven't figured it out yet? 
or is it because of the way you want to be perceived? Is it because you want to be perceived as successful because you want to make your family proud? Usually it's that one. That's usually what it is. And the thing that I have to remind myself often is that when you actually talk to your family members, most of the time, at least when I've talked to mine, they'll let you know that they're proud of you for just existing and that they're gonna support you in whatever you do. And if you don't have a familial situation like that, I'm really sorry. That sucks. That's not fair. That should be the way it is. Your family should support you in whatever you do, as long as you're not hurting anyone, of course. But it should be support. Familial love should just be endless support. It should be unconditional support. That's really the word I'm looking for here. Sorry to my visual viewers. The sun just went behind the clouds. But like I was saying, familial love should be unconditional support. Unconditional love and understanding. And sometimes we kind of remind ourselves of that when we're so worried about being perfect, being the best that we can be so that we can make our families proud. Are we being perfectionists to be the best that we can be? Or are we being perfectionists because we think we have to? Because we think if we're not constantly striving to get better and to do something bigger than we did before that we're not providing any value? I know I get that way. One success in my life is never enough for me. It's never satisfying. It might be satisfying for a moment, but then my brain immediately tells me like, okay, what's next? How are you gonna top that? How are you gonna do something better than that? And that's so stressful. It is so anxiety inducing to every time you have success in something, immediately have your brain interrupt you and say, hey, you're done enjoying that. You gotta go do something bigger and better now. It's exhausting, quite frankly, and I feel like that's a big part of perfectionism too. That's another way you could define perfectionism is never being able to enjoy your successes. You know, I think it's a lot that also has to do with never being satisfied, but never being satisfied is never being satisfied with your achievements and always needing to achieve something bigger and better. Do we all really think there's one final thing that we're gonna achieve and then it'll just be the ultimate achievement and fireworks will go off and badges will fall from the sky like it's a mobile phone game and then we'll be happy and we'll feel satisfied forever. No, that's never gonna happen. Unless maybe you get a Nobel Peace Prize. I don't know, I have a feeling Nobel Peace Prize winners must probably be pretty perfectionist too, but I hope they're satisfied with their success. You should be, you got a gosh dang Nobel Peace Prize. Be proud of yourself. But yeah, man, I've been talking about what perfectionism is for a long time because it just kind of helps me to talk out the way I process this concept in my brain. But now let's move on to what we can do about it. And really what I feel like the best coping mechanism for perfectionism is reminding yourself that it's bullshit. You know, like reminding yourself that you do not need to hold yourself to this unrealistic high standard and compare yourself to other people who are not you and are never gonna be you. And sometimes it's hard to give ourselves these reminders, right? Oh my gosh, as anxious people, as empathetic people, I'm an HSP, a highly sensitive person, so I find it very easy to give the advice to others to screw perfectionism, to let go of the need for perfectionism and people pleasing and all that good stuff, I find it so easy to tell friends, like, stop people pleasing, start living for yourself, stop being a perfectionist, you're good enough as you are, you don't need to do anything to make me love you. But to myself, in the mirror, 
no thanks. So something that helps me occasionally is literally giving the advice to a friend. Giving the advice to myself as if it were a friend. Just being fully objective for a moment and imagining that I am not the one in this endless people-pleasing perfectionism cycle, right? I am not the one with this that's someone else. If you need to assign it to like an actual friend and like picture them in your head, do that. But I find it so much more helpful to literally talk out loud to myself as if I am a friend and say like, hey, you don't need to do that. You're, you're already good enough. You're already being the best version of yourself. You don't need to keep raising the bar. You don't need to keep pushing the finish line. You can allow yourself to be happy with what you have right now and you can be grateful for what you have at this present moment without already thinking 10 steps ahead about how you can be even more successful so people and yourself can be even more proud of you. It might feel a little silly at first to talk to yourself. I'm obviously very used to it. I'm doing it right now. That's for the visual people. That's me talking to such a dusty mirror. That's me talking into my camera right now. So I am used to talking to myself, but if you're not used to it, you'll get used to it. Honestly, it's kind of like having my own little private podcast with myself. And it's pretty, after a while, it'll be pretty fun to talk to yourself. Okay, a lot of intelligent people talk to themselves, I have read online. But yeah, literally just talk to yourself out loud. If it helps you, I've heard people say that they make voice messages too, so they can listen back to it. If that's easier for you than just like walking around your house like I do, having a full-blown podcast with yourself, if it's easier for you to speak it into a voice message, to write it down. You know, everyone has different ways that feel best for them when you're communicating with yourself. And for me, sometimes I have to try different ways. Like this morning, talking to myself was not working for me. I was, I was in very much a perfectionist spiral where I was thinking about all of the things that I should be doing to further my success, to be more successful, to make people more proud of me. And I had to sit down and write in my journal about how I was feeling and about what I wanted to do next, the advice that I would give myself. And it was helpful. So you sometimes you gotta write it down, sometimes you gotta say it out loud, sometimes you gotta do it in a voice message, sometimes you gotta scribble journal. That's a good one that my friend Harley taught me is that if you don't have the words to say right now, what you're gonna do is pull out a journal, take your pen, and literally just scribble while you're thinking. It, it sounds wild, but trust me, it, it really does provide some sort of sense of release. It gives you some sort of catharsis that I really like. So those are all the methods I would recommend. And you know what? Normally at this point in the podcast, I would talk about a coping mechanism next, which I kind of already did talk about a few coping mechanisms, but I, I'm still gonna give you another one, but I wanna talk about the mental health song of the week first because it relates so much to the topic of perfectionism and it's another Lucy Dacus song. I shared a Lucy Dacus song last week and I'm sharing one again from the same album. Historians go listen to it, it's so good. But this song I wanna talk about is Next of Kin. And I particularly want to share this song because there's such a beautiful line where she says, sweet relief, I will never be complete, I'll never know everything. Are you kidding me, Lucy Dacus? Like reading right into my soul with that line, sweet relief, I will never be complete, I will never know everything. Amazing, like I need to tattoo that on my forearm so I have to see it every single morning when I wake up. Maybe I'll just write it on a sticky note and stick it on my bathroom mirror. But either way, I need to repeat that to myself constantly because the relief 
you can feel when you acknowledge that you will never be a fully complete person, whatever that means. Complete is a very perfectionist term to use. You will never know everything. What a relief that is to just give that up, especially as people with anxiety, we like to think about obtaining all of the information so that we can be safe. Knowing everything so that you can feel safe. Being complete so that you can make other people pr proud. That's when the people pleasing and the perfectionism comes in again. So just like the relief that is saying like, I'll never be complete. I'll never know everything. And that's okay. That's okay. Oh, it's such a good song. You gotta go listen to it. I will link it in the description down below. All right, now this brings us to our last segment, which is our mental health coping mechanism of the week. And I know I already gave a few coping mechanisms for perfectionism, you know, writing in your journal, scribble journaling, talking into a voice memo, talking to yourself. But I wanna give you a different one. If all of those sounded like, no, I'm not in a place where I wanna do that right now, I'm not ready, I need something right now that doesn't require me to say anything, this is gonna seem like generic advice, but get out of the house. You don't You don't have to have a car, I don't have a car, okay? You, if you do have a car, maybe go take a drive. If you don't, just go take a walk. And if you don't wanna walk, or if you can't walk, just go outside. Stick your head out the window. There is something so, powerful about getting out of your space that I, I think is underrated. I, you know, have always been an get me outdoorsy type of girl, gotta get outside for at least one walk a day, not for the physical activity of it, but for the act of being outside my space because I just feel so much more clarity when I get outside. And that's what I personally do when I feel like I don't know what to do. I had to do that yesterday. Yesterday I took two walks during the day because I really had to get out of my head. Oh my gosh, I was so stuck in my head yesterday. And getting out for a walk into fresh air. Sometimes I'll listen to music, but yesterday I didn't. I turned off the, I found that the music was kind of distracting me, like I was enjoying it, but I wasn't really thinking through what I wanted to think through. So I kept my headphones in so people knew not to talk to me. But then I just kind of talked in my head. You know, the way I talk about talking out loud to myself, but just in my head. And if you feel weird about talking to yourself in your head, you're not someone who has a constantly going internal monologue. I can't relate, but I understand you. So the way I recommend start going about starting talking to yourself in your head is asking yourself in your head, what's on our mind today? And that's usually a good introductory question and usually things start like flowing from there and like little things start coming across and then one thing comes across that just feels heavier and you're like, oh, okay. That's what I need to talk through in my head right now. And doing it in an environment that is not your house, your apartment, wherever you live, work, your, you know, this enclosed space, being outside in nature, is just a game changer because a lot of perfectionism is, you know, very much that. Thinking things need to be perfect. And you know it's super imperfect, but still super beautiful. Nature, nature is super imperfect. Look all around you, look at the trees, look at the flowers, look at the rocks, look at the roads. There are so many imperfections in nature and it doesn't make it any less beautiful, any less important to our ecosystem. And even if you're not consciously thinking about that when you're out there, I feel like it has a subconscious effect. I feel like things become more clear 
when I am outside. So that is my coping mechanism of the week for you. Get outside! Alright folks, I feel like we had a very rambly episode this week, but I hope you still enjoyed it. Perfectionism is a topic I am very passionate about. I literally wrote at the top of my notes for this, perfectionism is killing us. So we're not gonna let it though. We're not going down without a fight. We're not gonna let perfectionism kill us. We're gonna pop back up and we're gonna suck perfectionism right in the face. We don't have any weapons. We don't need them. That's that's all it takes. One punch. Um, I am not a violent person, so yeah, this feels like a good place to wrap up the episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Hard Feelings podcast, the podcast where we talk about various mental health topics like anxiety and depression, aka hard feelings. I appreciate you so much for listening. Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. And and go subscribe on YouTube. I would love to see you. I know I can't see you, but I would love for you to see me. So yeah, and leave us a comment over there. If you are watching on YouTube, check out the description box for all of the makeup details and follow me on Instagram for more makeup and mental health content. And I uh, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you with a new episode next Friday. Bye.